Hello. Namaste. Namaste. I welcome you all to this Guru Bodha session number 14. Dr. Guru Raja sir is uh, with us here. I cordially welcome Dr. Guru Raja sir to this uh, program and I request him, him to conduct the program. Namaste sir. Thank you. Thank you, Jardan. So this is our 14th session uh, of Guru Bodha with Dr. M.B. Guru Raja sir. And I'm the convener of the program. Uh, my name is uh, Dr. Janardana Hibba. Dr. M.B. Guraja is uh, an Ayurveda professor and uh, a busy Ayurveda practitioner. He has his Ayurveda treatment center in Shumuga, Karnataka. Uh, the treatment center name is Dhawala Pentakir Ayurveda Treatment Center. Sometimes we all Ayurveda practitioners might have experienced an Ayurveda patient comes and he keeps on changing the doctor from one doctor to the other and they not be satisfied with anyone and ultimately when they come to us they will blame other Ayurveda practitioner or other Ayurveda doctor in front of us and they will sometimes exaggeratedly praise us so i mean how to keep the balance and you know how should be the Ayurveda doctor's approach when the when the patient is especially blaming the other Ayurveda doctor or other doctor from other fields see it's very important whenever a patient blames other doctor don't feed him with further positive or leading points so that he can go on blaming the other doctor. If in future, if he is not satisfied with your approach, then you will also be put to the same blame in front of the next doctor. So don't appreciate or entertain any person who tries to blame the other doctor in front of you. Don't accept that uh, arguments and things. Politely, you keep aside Okay, the, um, let me come to the point. What exactly you are suffering from? You please explain to me the, those points. And anything required from the previous experiences of your uh, treatment protocol, let me take a document and I will go through that. So unnecessarily, if you are uh, telling anything regarding any, uh, it may be positive or negative uh, regarding any doctor, don't take it very seriously. Uh, don't give any advantage or points to that this type of comments keep it aside because patients when they want to have a treatment with you they may praise you like anything once they are out of your chamber their uh, time comes for the payment or something like that then their approach will be different and once the result is out then their approach will be entirely different so don't take it anything uh, positive or negative from these type of uh, praising or blaming games from the patients. You keep it aside. Concentrate on the uh, clinical aspects and the points which we need to concentrate to give a best result out of us. So we need to understand that point. Unnecessarily, if a patient uh, starts blaming the other doctor, you just cut, cut short it and you just make him to come on to the real points where you want to discuss with or you want to take a consultation with me. So whatever things should be entertained. Yeah, uh, thank you very much there, sir. Yeah, better better to ignore that conversation and stop it there and you know move on with the actual purpose of the visit which is to consult and get the advice from you. So that's an important point there. And another thing uh, is that how to go about uh, with the disease explanation. And what is the root cause? What has happened to me? What's the root cause? How is my liver? Uh, and what's the exact problem with the uh, uterus? So it, it becomes so tricky sometimes to explain the disease. 
I mean, of course, you can give some hints that you know such, such and such thing is not working properly. But when the client wants to know more and more disease, but we do not have time, or uh, sometimes explain more about the disease might cause fear in the patient's mind as well. So we we need to hit a balance. So where does the balance stand, sir? Usually, when a patient comes to us as a single entity, as a client, without any attendant side by side. then we need to careful while handling him or her should be conveyed and what should not be conveyed something if it is very grave things is there you just keep it aside you just put it on the word with a soft words that there are certain issues we'll keep it aside in the last issues and we'll uh, we'll see in the next visits see how it comes the outcome of the treatment will be we will take care of all those things like that you have to just pass on those informations if a patient is quite strong enough mentally to digest whatever may be the thing then you try to explain with the real exaggerate anything don't hype the prognosis or it may be a bad prognosis or it may be a good prognosis don't hype the things keep it as simple as it may be you keep the terms in such a manner that patient will be convinced so that is the one real approach to these sort of things second thing we need to take care while handling these patients when they say that what happened to my liver or whatever there are a certain uh, laboratory investigations and imaging techniques available to us we can take the help of that because if i say see if your eyes are yellow or something like that very um, convincing things are there then we can tell them or if it is something sluggish liver patient has come to us with a lot of such issues with the digestion and all those things that he only experienced it we can't tell him that you are having these problems because he only conveying us that i am having a digestion issues so when such things are there which cannot be just enhanced or you want to call it certified by there are terms better if such things to be required then we may go for a certain laboratory investigations to support our findings or his issues so that can be taken uh, that part of uh, can be taken care of in that sense then other words the patient should be convinced that you have you might have done these 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 things which may fall under the purview of what we call nidana in ayurveda maybe the causative factors maybe any one of this might have influenced you to get this so that is the way we we need to convince them and many a times the patient say that i have not done anything i have not done this then i have not done whatever the, the leading clues you give the same all the leading clues will be just kept aside no i have not done doctor still i am i got this disease why so this type of things will be very common then certain things are there they are called sporadic diseases and hydrogenic diseases and certain type of things are there where sometimes maybe due to the age factor sometimes maybe due to the genetic factors or autoimmune factors or maybe nature of the disease certain times we may find some diseases which are not you know uh, we cannot give exact reason or the for the causative things but most of the times the causative general causative factors can be identified and it can be uh, listed out to the patient so that that can be avoided because nidana parimarjana mevar chikitsa the first line of uh, treatment is that removing the nidanas so that if you do it then it will be definitely it will be very good way of convincing and of course but we should not give any unnecessary hyped assurances or even the prognosis if it is too bad also we should convey it in a very soft terms 
it should not be hurt in the sentiments and even the feelings and the consciousness of the patient we should take care of those things if any person who is accompanying the uh, patient as an attendant then you can send the patient out and you convey the information as it uh, be as genuine you can convey it to attendant regarding the prognosis and all those things so that can be usually done that is a better, better method of doing it uh, anyways was it's always better to keep the disease explanation part short and uh, a certain crisp uh, with precise precise things without any exaggeration so that's a good point taken there sir so next point is regarding the formation of rasas or tastes as per season this is there in major dravidana books uh, it says that formation of tastes according to season in case of shishira ruthu uh, vayu and akasha leads to bitter taste formation in vasanta ruthu kashaya rasa uh, so on and so forth so can you please explain how to understand this sir and what is the implication and how we can apply this practically any dravya which is produced in particular ruthu will have a tendency to develop a particular taste because sense are predominance of the particular mahabhutas during that period so for example in shishirutu vayu and akasha is predominant hence the most of the uh, producers the dravya which is produced during this period will have bitter principle or the bitter taste as the predominant taste but it doesn't mean that all those which are produced during shishirutu will have bitter uh, taste no it is not like that so rasa of a dravya is also incorporated by the by nature of the drug drug for example amla is there it is having pancharasa but it is amla pradana it is usually around this deepavali or the sharad ritu time we get it usually but now we are also getting this amla throughout the year many a times across the globe in even in india we are finding it in a different uh, seasons so but the taste of it remains same and uh, maybe a slight variation in the percentages of uh, that uh, um, kashaya rasa and even the amla rasa that may change because of the seasons impact but the basic nature of the drug remains same so it's only a, a general principle that during shishir ritu we will have a bitter most of the drugs which are produced will be having bitter taste and in vasanta ritu the most of things which are produced will have a astringent taste similarly grishma ritu will have a katu or spicy varsha is sour adrutu is it is a salt or lavana rasa and hemanta it is madhur rasa but it is only a general line of principle that the dominancy of the particular mahabhutas in that particular time hence the produce will be of dominancy with these particular rasas but it doesn't mean that it will be only these rasas are produced during that period it is not like that because a rasa of dravya produces or manifest by the influence of various factors even the the by the basic nature swabhava of the dravya so swabhava of the dravya is there and it is between many even the rasa is also fixed we can't have a rasa which is totally altered only a few occasions we find an altered taste that an altered taste is not considered as what is called avyapanna rutukrita it is a vyapanna rutukrita we call it as so such type of variations are from season to season it will be there but as a, it should be taken in that sense of a general principle wherein uh, this particular rutus will produce this particular type of rasa dominancy thank you sir and 
Next is arrangement of tastes as per guna or qualities. So here sweet and unctuous quality. Madhura rasa is snigdha, shita and guru is explained and amla is snigdha, ushna and guru because it, ushna is there because it increases, amla rasa increases pitta dosha. So lavana is snigdha, ushna and guru explained again. So for the individual tastes, three qualities are explained. So uh, can you please explain about this slide sir? See, it's a very, uh, very important thing when we take the cases or when we want to go for amshamsha kalpana of the doshic involvement, when we are unable to come to a proper diagnosis of what exactly involved, then we try to analyze amshamsha kalpana, then we try to break up these doshas as well as into their even the manifestation of gunas. For example, in a patient with psoriasis or kitibakusta, there may be blackishness with dry scales and itchy. So in that condition, the involvement of doshas are comparatively different when it is red and oozing with scaling. So based on these type of character disease, many a times we may try to understand or we may try to select the dravyas which are having a peculiar type of combinations. For example, a Madura is a Snigdha, Shita and Guru. So it is all the three, Snigdha, Shita, Guru are in a similar line or a single line or in a single lineage, then such a Dravya will have a profound effect of its Snigdha and even the Shita. And whereas Amla Dravya is a Snigdha, but it is Ushna and Guru. So combination varies. Because a Snigdha and a Guru is in line with one lineage, but Ushna is not in the same lineage. Then automatically, the total effect of Amlarasa is entirely different or influenced by the Ushna Guna. Thereby, we find it in a, in a different manner which can be used. Similarly, Lavanarasa. It is also Snigdha, but it is Guru and Ushna. But when compared to these three, which is best Snigdha Dravya? So, best Snigdha Dravya is Madura. Madhura best Snigdha, whereas Shita also, best Shita is, but when you come to the Shita Guna, Kasharas also comes into play as one of the Shita Dravya, even Tikta also comes at a Shita Dravya. So, while assessing these things, we need to understand, based on the qualities, we can try to select the drugs. It is for the purpose of selection, which one will be best in that condition. So. If a patient is having a disease, Kshata is more, then we need to select Snigdha Dravya. Then if the person is lean, thin and suffering from Shitata and such other things are there, then we may select a Lavana Rasa Yukta Dravya, which is Guru Snigdha, but Ushnata is there in that. So such type of combinations are usually done based on the patient conditions. Many a times, accordingly, we can select the rasa of a dravya and accordingly, we can uh, make the combinations. These are all the yukti kruta combinations as per the yukti of the treating physician. And as Ayurveda students, initially, when we are trying to understand the tastes and their actions, having this chart and understanding the individual tastes by their qualities helps a lot to break down the, their effects on respective doshas. 
sir definitely because we we, we try to understand because of the doshi when there is a particular type of doshic involvement accordingly we try to select a dravya which is again is that that's what the samanya visiddhanta concept is that so then we try to understand with the gunatmaka that's what guna whether we try to understand whether it is a dravyatmaka vruddhi whether it is a karmatmaka vruddhi or it is a gunatmaka vruddhi so based on these characters we try to find out one guna gunatmaka vruddhi we try to uh, avoid those gunas by taking a contrasting quality to that um, pairs what is called uh, 20 gunas vadi gunas we call it or sharirika gunas so such type of gunas combinations we try to make it so that uh, opposite quality is being taken care of and which nullifies the effect of that particular guna so that is the reason based on these characters particularly based on guna it is also called as guna siddhanta based on that a treatment protocol can be designed but generally based on these characters using a dravya is almost nil uh, very rarely we find this opportunity to combinations and use it because many times a uh, whole drug is taken as a swabhava of the dravya which is whether it is uh, working in particular direction and accordingly uh, the drugs are used based on that characters that is vyadhi uh, viparita chikitsa is the quite opportunistic and and um, quite significant one which we do it um, otherwise lakshanika chikitsa all these things are very secondary levels when we are unable to uh, break the samprapti or unable to understand the samprapti what exactly the disease is and what exactly involvement is that in that then we may go for the amshamsha kalpana and accordingly we can treat them by using gunas of the dravya and and, and such other uh, minute characters but otherwise drug as a whole is taken uh, particularly for example ashwagandha ashwagandha just a when there is a vrusha karma has to be uh, entertained or uh, achieved then directly along with that uh, ashwagandha some other vrishya madhura dravya are taken like shitavari vidari something like that so directly we try to select and we use the drugs many attempts which may not be uh, under for the beginners but as time goes on or advances then automatically you will find that uh, trick or the clue in handling these type of things and i don't think so it is not a big issue that uh, based on the rasagunas and this thing Uh, treatment protocol has to be designed, but uh, very rarely people are doing it nowadays. Otherwise, the drug as a whole, subhav of the drug is taken into care, and collectively, drug is used. Thank you, thank you, sir. Next, uh, next topic is of uh, milk, milk, and its uh, combination with sour foods. So, uh, the context is from Charaksamita Sutra, Sana twenty-six chapter, where he explains regarding a long list of wrong food combinations. in that he says basically sarvam cha amlam dravam adravam cha payasa sah viruddham meaning all liquid or solid substances which are sour in nature are not an ideal combination to make or should not be taken together with payasa sah viruddham it's told as not ideal along with milk so in that uh, in that explanation in itself in that shloka itself he gives a list of master charaka gives a list of amra mango amrataka uh, matulunga nikucha karamarda various sour foods and in that also he has explained regarding amlaki as one of the ingredients meaning amla fruit being sour predominant should not be taken with 
melt. This, there are a lot of questions raised on why you should, why you should not be taken with milk. Uh, I mean, sour foods should not be taken with milk. Ultimately, when they end up in stomach, they are, you know, any milk or anything uh, uh, which is sweet in nature uh, is, uh, it is kind of curdled due to the hydrochloric acid in the stomach. And also there is a question, uh, I mean, this is one of the readers asked this. So why milk and sour food substances are contraindicated together when milk undergoes curdling any which ways in the, in the stomach due to the presence of hydrochloric acid? Uh, our stomach contains hydrochloric acid itself, so when you consume milk and it will spoil inside the stomach because of the reaction of acid with the milk in the stomach. So then this is as same as consuming sour foods with uh, milk. So how to uh, break it up, sir? See, first of all, our um, stomach contains hydrochloric acid, even though it is one of the amblerous uh, containing material. But what Acharyas are given as examples, when they are mixing with things, doesn't contain any of them as, as a hydrochloric acid. There may be some tartaric acid, some other PL uh, present in that, or maybe some lactic acid, something like that. But not be a hydrochloric acid. That is the one basic thing. Second thing, Acharya has given uh, very clearly as an indication or something like a guidelines, what should not be done. Definitely they have done with their uh, term and it should be accepted as Aptopadesha as one of the important pramana for our knowledge. When very clearly it is said it should not be done, it should not be done. It, it definitely going they might have observed it by using it and it has resulted in diseases or something like that or changes in the um, uh, equilibrium of the doshas. Definitely they might have observed these things and they are listed out. So that's the reason they are quoted. It should not be consumed with their milk. Once it goes, any material when goes into, I mean, even milk goes into stomach, it gets curdled because of the hydrochloric acid. That's a natural process. It will take place. But doesn't mean that something which goes inside, then it gets spoiled. Must first only spoil it and then take it. That is not a wrong, it's a right way of doing things. Something which is to be avoided when we are eating it, it should not be in that uh, format and it should be accepted as Aptopadesha recordings by the Acharya, one of the information that it is definitely going to cause some problem on our doshas. It should not be done. Just like how sprout grains, uh, sprouts also it should not be consumed. That's also one of the important issue. Every time we will come across. So it, it, it's very clear that one we should uh, and uh, pramanas explained by Acharyas. One of the pramana is Aptopadesha through which we get information and Acharyas very clearly given a direction, Disha Nirdeshana, that it should not be mixed with Payasa. So it should be taken as it is. And also another point is that milk is one of the happiness products that we you know, consume. So when we enjoy the milk and slowly consume it, uh, that soothing effect over the time, over our esophagus, that local effect that it produces and it also its effects on mind, it's also like soothing, uh, soothing and pleasing. So I mean, those things also should be considered, not just the chemical reaction of you know what it, what it undergoes in the stomach and etc. Generally, if you ask any male, they will say that they are happy with the milk. You just ask the same question to the females. I have come across the many many female patients when I suggest them to consume milk, they will make a fake milk. 
how can i consume it i don't like it taste taste and all those things so many things shall i add coffee to it shall i make it in the form of tea something like that they ask so make in a taste one who enjoys it for him it is a good one but for those who <laughs> doesn't enjoy this it's not a ideal taste for them also and even they, somebody even they don't like the smell of milk I have come across so many patients it is not lactose intolerance that is entirely different aspect it is a simple one direct some people are mentally intolerant to milk rather than lactose yes yeah and coming to the question which we are pradeepa ji asks uh, can yogurt be taken along with banana and yogurt with mango why you want to make such combinations that's my question why you want to see you yogurt can be taken as a yogurt and very clearly ayacharyas have suggested that yogurt should be taken along with some sort or some sort of uh, mudgayusha or something like that very clear disha nirdeshan has been given by ayacharyas we should follow it and very clearly said it should not be consumed alone and it should not be consumed in the night let us follow it it has its own effect beneficial effects and if you take it in other sense then definitely it is going to cause abhishandhi it is one of the important abhishandhi dravya blocks the shrotasas channels thereby it may generate many diseases which may be not be a direct having a causative effect the our list enlisted nidhanas so it may give rise to some other new things so why you want to take it because the present day yogurt is entirely different from what the curd is the method of making is entirely different and you want to make it in a different sense of combinations better take care not to use those combinations where acharyas have not given the direction the other the context there came from i mean she only has written in the second line that mango lassi is very popular in north india so mango mango lassi is just yogurt and Uh, mango again so mango lassi is very popular in north india made with yogurt and mango so uh, so sometimes what is popular may not be as per ayurvedic rules yeah that definitely fruit salad is one of the most popular things nowadays but uh, fruit salad is contraindicated as per ayurveda we need to supposed to eat only one type of fruit at one time we are not supposed to mix many type of fruits but uh, fruit salad with ice cream is very most popular nowadays even uh, gajar ka halwa with uh, ice cream popular the carrot halwa and uh, ice cream so so many things are there the new new way of uh, presenting uh, even people are also fond of uh, telling that their uh, friends and uh, they want to boast in order that i have made a um, uh, feast in that i have made this preparation and that preparation and a new one i have seen in a youtube and something like that and i made a new combination something like that they want to come out with something new they don't want to be go with the routine things <laughs> i am from mangalore where you know ice creams are very popular uh, mangalore is a coastal city it's very hot so if somebody wants to take ice cream with gajar ka halwa there's a, a thing called as jackpot uh, which contains gajar ka halwa with varieties of ice creams and whatnot so i mean now nowadays it has become like very uh, popular to mix and match you know ice cream with uh, maggi noodles and and what not but we need, on a on a serious note we need to be a little careful about all these things and not mix everything with anything with everything see reason is uh, we don't know exactly what happens if it is mixed there may be something which is a positive outcome or maybe negative outcome if it is a positive outcome okay no problem no issues but if it is a negative thing you are playing with your health so we need to be very careful in understanding that 
before consuming anything we need to if possible we try to understand the uh, qualities of those uh, combinations or yogas or preparations then try to make a combination based on the general principles and after that sometimes the things may go wrong so we should be very very cautious in handling these combinations and of course which is uh, nowadays a continental or uh, somewhat um, new new taste something which is uh, that's what in india what i observed is something which is said in english or uh, some other languages it will be very easily catched by the people for example uh, we don't know what is exactly the pasta is uh, but the people are very fond of noodles uh, pasta and uh, such type of things which is um, sounds something different we need to have that that is a sound something different we can't have a routine things like idli dosa and all those things so we need to have something routine no something which is uh, sounds in a very new and unique manner so that is the reason people are behind such type of things now we have got even bullet dosa something like that button idli something like that. new new names are there and the methodology and the presentation styles are changed even we have ice cream thali yeah yeah and ice cream thali is a variety of soft ice cream and a sandwich you know again from bangalore if you can if you come here we can but but serious seriously so you can i'm reading a book called as atomic habits i it's written by james clear uh, he explains that you know uh, the habits happen with our you know minor permissions that we give to ourselves especially the bad habits or the other positive habits so if if we if we you know fall into the uh, this chain of eating you know unnecessary unhealthy foods just because a restaurant is making Uh, it's not up to us to, and it is up to us to go there or not to go there and enjoy enjoy that. But you know these bad habits and wrong type of food combinations uh, in U.S. You know how the McDonald's and other you know fast food restaurants came and you know took over the entire entire country and you know uh, there was a famous photo uh, of of people enjoying the beach in the 1940s and 1950s in the U.S. none of them were obese and everyone was seemingly healthy but suddenly in the 1960s and 70s and 80s this mcdonalds and uh, you know several other fast food chains came and you know it became part of their culture and culture became a habit and suddenly with the, with the, i mean the us is having a, a, you know an endemic of sorts of obesity and all so we should be really careful what we put into our mouths see the basic reason is we have been dragged to these dishes and all those things because of their taste because of the taste which we are been dragged to that that is the reason nowadays you want to eat right they will put certain taste makers or something like which stimulates your neurons and it make you to cravings towards the particular type of food so that is the reason that pani puri and all those things if you start eating every day when you pass by that your mind says hey, go and have it that they were go and have it that sense which is triggered by the the uh, toxic materials which have been fed to you earlier that is already it is gone through the taste buds and it has reached to the higher center and it has efficacy that is the reason people are fond about these the combinations and when they make these things they only concern is for appearance how it looks how it tastes they doesn't give any weightage or importance what may be its effect on the body what may be its effect on the health that part they are not at all concerned 
the any general human being a tendency is that something which is looks good tastes good they will have it and once they and they will be that um, craving starts in because of some additives they have added by the um, manufacturers then people will start eating that and becomes a regular habit and later on we will find the outcome of that type of habits so that's the reason when new new combinations and new things are been introduced be careful what to eat what not to eat it is to be decided by us if we fall into the trap then definitely you have to pay by heavily on the grounds of health yes sir and i mean that's one of the reasons probably acharyas have told that you know ideally food should be a combination of all the six tastes so as much as we love the sweetness and savoriness and the sour and salty things we want to indulge on that a equal amount of importance is also to be given to our bitter and, and acidic tastes so it has both their effect on the mind and also the uh, on, on the body that it gives a hint probably i mean acharyas are giving a hint to us that we should not be solely attached to the food i mean we should be eating to live rather than living to eat so another important point that I mean, how to include bitterness in our diet sir what are the ingredients that can use daily so that bitterness is part of our diet important is um, bitter gourd that is the only one which can be very popularly available otherwise other things cannot be is taken so care of and of course if you want to have a little bit more uh, bitter things very comparatively milder one like methi that is fenugreek uh, that can be taken into much uh, a part of the diet that also is a little bit bitter in uh, nature yeah thank you sir and uh, you know charu mahajan ji explains most difficult part is deciding what to cook every day which is nutritious and can be prepared in less time so any cooking tips from you sir see to handle the kitchen they should feel happy in handling those things it should not be treated as something a burden put on to them and they are just somehow they have to finish it up and go out of this kitchen and they want to enjoy other things that should not happen the entire family's health is at your hands kitchen are very very important we need to understand what should be cooked and how it should be cooked and what way it should be presented and in during the season what should be eaten everything has its own role mother should become a more towards a prone towards a health and she should be conscious about the health and what should be cooked that should be taken care with these angles so it should not be simply just uh, let me cook something today and i'll keep it and go out and watch tv i'll do my other jobs and i am also a professional i am i got my other jobs too so all these things are there we need to balance our professional life as well as our family life and particularly the women who take care of the kitchen of course nowadays also give support to their family even in making the kitchen works and all those things it should be enjoyed and it should be done with a you know with a quite intelligent way it should be handled you should not simply go and whatever the things are there we can just prepare and eat it and so no it should not be done we need to have a little bit cautious about what should be cooked and how it should be cooked and what way it should be eaten and what quantity it should be eaten everything has to be decided Uh, and also uh, i mean ramkrishna paramahamsi uh, uh, shri ramkrishna paramahamsi he was a professor of the opinion that uh, you know whoever cooks the food or offers the prayers to the uh, god with flowers and all 
the mindset while cooking the food is also of utmost importance um, and one should be concentrated one should have all the positive uh, mindset the mothers uh, at the home who cook uh, if 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 the if the someone is cooking with a negative mindset so that can get transformed into the food and also the into the mindset of the people who eat so uh, cooking is in, in a way it, it it itself is a kind of a very auspicious and very responsible job even in the solar eclipse and in the lunar eclipse once the eclipse is gone even in the indian household in the hindu customs we take tulsi water and uh, you know sp sprinkle into the all the food articles inside in, inside the you know inside the kitchen so uh, cooking is you know spirit from a spiritual uh, point of view also i mean cooking is a kind of a serious and i mean there should be positivity there it is very seriously cooking is a art it's a science and it's a responsibility entire family's health is at your hands so we need to be very very cautious what to cook and how to cook and what should be made combined we just simply can't just um, by watching some channels or something like that we can prepare something or something uh, ready made somewhere we have brought something something like that we are doing it that should not be done even i have seen people are um, you know channels they show it what had been left out yesterday's all things are combined together to make a new thing with some new masalas and some uh, extra curry something like they pour it on and make it a new dish so such type of combinations definitely will yield a lot of diseases when it becomes a habit so of course it may not be a simply why one day you will have these problems when you fall into the habit formation of particular this type of uh, food preparations and uh, food habits culture definitely a very wrong way it leads to the diseases so we should be very very careful particularly the mother one who cooks should have a positive mindset and should also have an approach that very clearly that she will be doing it with lot sort of responsibility charan mahajan ji writes in us we have to wear so many hats so there are no maids so the responsibility is huge of course it's is a i mean it's it's difficult we, i mean everyone acknowledges that you know it's not kind of a easy job but again coming back to the atomic habits so slow by slow step by step one little habit after another somehow uh, some time has to be uh, taken care properly uh vegetable chopping can be done on previous day and, and what not i am not an expert in cooking i'm just saying and next uh, pradeep parayasamji explains indian pickles also include mustard powder fenugreek powder perhaps that's why indian pickle is given uh, as a side condiment uh, for every meal to cover all the six rasas that is so so true sir so definitely see indian meal it is not only a simple if you just go to any indian household and any feast today when there is a good feast then you can observe that on the banana plantain the banana leaf will have all sort of things uh, three four varieties of curries and uh, payasams and uh, even some sweets and the centrally there is a rice or some chapati or puris or something like that and even uh, some pickle and everything salt everything will be there on the so and you can have even the some uh, something like that so you can observe that our foods which are traditionally being cooked and all this it's a complete wholesome food which has all the taste and all the nutritions required for the healthy living that's the reason when they we used to eat such type of things we never had any problem of 
obesity and all these problems but now we have got lot of other things because of our junk food habits and um, um, eating without any proper uh, you know rules and regulations so we are not following the things that's why we are being falling at, uh, to the prey to these type of uh, multinationals we they force us to with come out with the new new ideas and uh, new things that we are also very much fond of accepting the new things and uh, adapting to them in a very fast manner because uh, uh, time constraint or something like that or your reduces our uh, workload or something like that based on many many things we use them so ultimately the things are we should be very very cautious in handling these things otherwise we may end up in uh, and uh, another important thing uh, to note that as you can see in this image as well the amount of rice was you know limited and you know the other things you know the dal and the vegetables and the fruits and the other components would be more but but it has kind of reversed in especially in south india that we we eat more rice and less of these vegetables and the sides so i um, mean that's probably is one of the reasons why you know the diabetes and you know other lifestyle disorders are on, are on the rise probably we will be eating at least equal quantity or we should be dividing our rice with other vegetables and sabjis um, more proportionately see the, that is uh, not only the simply rice we should not blame on the rice we have seen people who use uh, ragi millet they are also diabetic people who use maize they are also diabetic the people who use uh, wheat they are also diabetic as their staple food so getting a diabetes is quite a different and a multifactorial it's uh, not only because of our food habits the food habits is one of the thing we have a very clear approach in understanding what to eat how to eat when to eat very clearly it is said hita book mita book shuta book so aruk when he is really hungry one has to eat eat once what is hita are conducive to him or one uh, has to eat in a limitation which is optimal for him that he should eat accordingly so hita book mita book shuta book so aruk the one who eats in limitation one who eats which is good and one who eats only when he is hungry then that fellow will be always be healthy so that we need to understand seen what is the important reason for um, diabetes is people when they get a chance they eat like anything particularly in the night food when they are feeling um, they have finished their entire day's job and they are quite ha having a quite good time they'll sit and eat all the things which is uh, what do you call due from the entire morning they'll take it in the night so that is the reason consumption of food is heavy in the night by indians that is one of the important thing second thing what amount of food we take it and what is the energy generated out of that it has to be consumed in a day it has to be exhausted we should not consume a food which gives more energy and that energy we cannot utilize it and totally it will become an accumulation in the body so if such things are there if more quantity of food is been taken into or more carbohydrate is pumped into the body definitely any carbohydrate may trigger uh, one fine day depending upon our uh, insulin depot uh, hampered and any time the we may land up in diabetes so it doesn't mean that it's only because of the rice rice is one of them 
there are many many issues are there any food can also if it is taken in excessive quantity on a long run may end up in diabetic so diabetic people because basically there are two type of diabetic people are there one is obese diabetic and one is a lean diabetic so accordingly we need to manage with the food pattern as well as medicine and there is a question can we complete the meal with a spoon of honey sir i mean uh, can honey be taken as last part of the meal Mm, that is not the right way of doing it because very clearly uh, acharya has said honey should be used only particularly in case of varsha rutu in case of varsha rutu you can uh, consume little bit of honey in the last and as a honey it's a kashayarsa dravya dominantly but whatever we get it many a times may not be having the same dominant kashayarsa but it also has a madhur rasa in it and of course you should be very cautious in using those things madhu should be used alone or with milk many a times that is the usual combination or on certain foods you can make a combination but at the end it is not a ideal one to have a spoon of honey at the end of the meal that may not be a right choice even acharya has never said it should not be done so there is there is no disha nirdeshana and particularly on these aspect but it is not a right choice anyhow you know continuing with the debate regarding cooking fresh food not every women uh, are stay at home moms so how do working mothers or women manage everyday cooking working from 8 am to 6 pm is really tiring are there any hints on that my wife also has this problem so she involves the children some were some minor works like cutting vegetables to me also so you know getting the family together into the act of finer kitchen kitchen activities is a way way out and another thing is like it, it's really difficult and you know, if if you are into a habit you know padam padam cha varjet is told like we have to slowly maybe if we are, have the habit of not cooking every day at least once or twice a week we can start cooking so, so somehow i mean we know what is right so somehow we have to carve our way into the right steps sir see it is by i by choice we selected some professions when we selected a profession uh, we also should understand that what is our family responsibilities we know where to break it and where to make it so it is at, at our hand that if it is from morning to evening i need to work and how can a working mother yes i can understand a working mother has a too much of stress but still you are trying to earn for the betterment of the family if your family gets diseased you will be more stressed in your work and even your work may go wrong it may face problems you may not be able to finish your work in the office or the your profession so it has to be balanced in such a manner that health of the family and the family affairs has to be given due importance as important as your professional life works it has to be balanced we cannot say that uh, how can we do it no there is no question of how can we do it you have to do it that is a part of it and to do that we need to go for a very good time management at particular time you need to get up from the morning and you need to finish up certain time work in before that time before the other people will get up something like that. that's a mother work is always a tiresome and thankless job it has to be done throughout the year and 365 days and 24 into 7 that work is there of course you need to take the help of other family members to complete the job in the kitchen 
but it has to be by, for everybody's sake of the family health we need to give that time and uh, another question is there can can you please talk about breakfast in ayurveda breakfast is mentioned to be optional what are some suggestions for ideal breakfast at at one point people started to say fruit is a better way to start your day with south indian breakfasts are mostly fermented urad dal batter some of them not all so a, a few people also eat seasoned yogurt rice in, in the north there is a lot of deep fried wheat products some people take the, like jalebi also in the morning in the north what can be the ideal breakfast sir see first of all in ayurveda we don't have something called breakfast we have only two meals a day that is a concept in ayurveda the one meal in the morning and one in the evening so in the morning meal you call it as nowadays is a breakfast something like that but ayurveda speaks about only two dwe bhojane it's very clear so in eat sufficiently but what we are doing is in the morning just a breakfast some bread some jam something like that and we run with just one glass of milk or something like that or some fruits and we start the thing and we'll go so that should not be the thing ayurveda very clearly says the morning food should be neat good quality so if it is done then it's a first way of beginning second thing different cultures different geolocations and different part of the world different customaries are there like food habits are there so there are a set of people i mean uh, dishes we have branded as a morning food of course uh, that depends on the customary area as well as the cultural habit and as well as the legacy you have brought in as a hereditary factors are you are relishing on such things will be definitely playing a key role and of course uh, if you are in southern india some food should be taken as a morning as a breakfast if you are in northern india something like something different and if you are in uk something different if you are in america something different of course different part of the world different things are taken as thing but concept is if your agni is good you are feeling hungry eat eat one which is hita to you eat one which is hita in combination so it's conducive to combine it is conducive to agni it is conducive to the location so all these things and the season so if you keeping all these things then definitely it will be good probably there's a reason why the you know anadrava swarupi adhyaya and all those things are explained in, in the initial chapters of suprastana of major samhitas because food daily regimen seasonal regimen night regimen everything becomes so very important next question is does the panchamrita sevana is good for health and if, if yes then when panchamrita definitely it's good but what panchamrita is because we have got a different set of panchamritas how we prepare it if you go to a temple that panchamrita is different and in dravaguna panchamrita is different there are two set of combinations of course panchamrita and all these things are to be taken not as a food it is to be taken as some tirtha prasada it should be with such quantity it should not be consumed in a large setup many of the religious things that are that we practice they kind of interlace into the health ayurveda components and you know that's why in the form of tirtha just a teaspoon so probably that was the reason so next question is soon Uh, breakfast cereals became very popular 
in the US. But is uh, is milk best when consumed in the morning or during bedtime? Uh, and and what is the best time to consume milk? As such, consumption of milk regarding that, Acharya has not put any its and buts. But only thing is very clearly it is there. If a night or evening time, if you consume milk, it is sadhya shukra kara payaha. It is said. It immediately enhances the shukra dhatu. That is the reason it should be uh, considered. Of course, but milk be used legitimately, and acharyas have very clearly said milk and ghee as considered as a rasayana. So accordingly, we need to use. It's because it's one of the Nitya Sevi Rasayana, Nitya Rasayanas. So last point for today is ideal Ayurvedic meal should be unctuous and warm. Uh, Master Susrut also explained Snigda, Ushna and Dravotra, meaning it should be moist and you know we should be sipping water or something. So Snigda and Ushna. A few Ayurvedic fad diets like modern, modern Ayurveda practitioners brought up stewed and cooked fruits. None of the sam Samhitas mentioned cooked fruits. In, in the Western world, as Ayurveda is becoming famous and people are getting more and more informed with Ayurveda, some mis misinformation is also spread in the name of Ayurveda. Sir. It's quite obvious, wherever anything, if it is there, if you see something from the West, it comes to India also, we try to make it an Indianized one. Similarly, the one which is uh, something which is from the East goes to West, then definitely they try to make it uh, customary to them or something like that, uh, what you call Yugana Rupi, according to their feelings and their trend and our customs, they try to change it. So that's the way it is done. Of course, that's a part and parcel of the growth of any subject or any knowledge, right? maybe even Ayurveda. So uh, I don't think it is a thing, but we need to understand that, of course, what type of fruits, the Acharya has said something different fruits uh, and um, presently what we are getting in the market, they are entirely different type of fruits. So we don't know the Rasaguna Virayipaka of those fruits. So all this will be taken care of. But cooking your fruit and eating, of course, is not every fruit is allowed. Fruit has to be consumed raw and of course, uh, we need to be um, very cautious in handling these things. Of course, there will be some these deviations and, and modernization and improvisation of Ayurveda and uh, the presentations will be there and something uh, sometimes it may be supportive and good and sometimes it may land up in worst things in the name of Ayurveda something uh, even propagated may not be the part and parcel of Ayurveda I remember one of the company has come out with Ayurvedic fabric clothing Ayurvedic fabric dipped in Manjusta and uh, Haridra and such other things and Ayurvedic fabrics so, so something which is, if it is said Ayurveda, it sounds good and uh, people are there to go for it. So, they will take everything to that. Ayurvedic will also come in the uh, future. Ushira mask, vetiver masks are there. Mm. And vetiver uh, window curtains are there. That is, that is there. That is uh, from the long back, even from the Raja times it was there. Even in uh, Rajasthan, that cooler type of material where we need to have some platform and through that the water used to pass through where the mesh will be made up of Ushira and through that water passes and becomes a coolant uh, that uh, that practice uh, time unknown during even the period of Rajas it was there 
there is still uh, you know continuation of uh, questions regarding the meals times and how probably we will take it next session uh, this is guru brother session and this is guru sir who guides us through this so thank you very much for all the participants uh, for your active uh, questions and making it more interactive and a special thanks to guru sir thank you thank you all the participants inducted and thank you dr dinardan thank you